0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I am Fergus. I've just I got a voice. Um, I am joined by Oman Trev. We'll talk about his state of attire in a few moments. Uh, Kapo Dan, who's uh, currently gargling uh, some water to make sure he has a voice as well. And all the way again from Denmark, Danish Gooner, Alex. Um, hello to everybody in the chat. Um. Yeah. Wow. What a weekend. What a bloody weekend. Um. Trev, uh, do you want to stand up and, like, you know, and take a spin round and show people what you are wearing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what people don't know is just before we went live, literally the second we we're about to press the button, Trevor says, "Don't ask me to stand up, lads. I've got nothing on underneath this t-shirt."
1: <laughs> oh, boys. Trevor, yes. how are you? Hey, bug. I just what a weekend. What a season. What what you can there's so many waters, right? Just before we get into it, Ferg, this old man, right? This that's me, this old man is so happy. Cause when we were coming to the end of Wenger's reign and we were on that steady decline, I didn't think we'd ever fix that. I didn't think in my lifetime I would ever see what I'm seeing happen again it's wonderful fergus i'm taking the i'm taking the words away from you all say no more you're just one happy old fella on here tonight so proud of my football club
0: well to be honest uh, again what people won't know is uh, before we came on we're having a bit of a chat as we always do and alex said to me so alex go on, go on you say what you're going to say alex what were you going to say well, what was i going to say <laughs> i can you, you, you said you said oh i wish i could have been over for that oh, game oh yeah yeah and I said to yeah. you, I said, it doesn't matter what game you go to at the moment. No, the atmosphere in that stadium is just immense. That man below me down there, he's um, a key factor uh, in why it goes the two of us. Uh, Getting early, uh, starting early with Lissandro's song and then gone on to... Uh, we were joined by Theo and we were joined by uh, Dale and loads of others. Andrew in the chat, um, we're joined by them. Uh, listen... Rather than me talk about that before we come on, Dan, we will come back and say hello to you in a second. Actually, say hello. Go on,
2: say hello, because I want to hear your voice. See if it's as bad as mine. My voice is alright. I'm lubricated now from drinking all day, but I've uh, I've struggled today. Um, yeah, lubricated from a bit of beer yesterday, but a great, a great day. So I'm I'm feeling <laughs> mentally great, physically not great, but yeah. Yeah. Well, let, Listen,
0: here's the um, Lyle app <laughs> Good to see you in the chat and Terry and everybody else Here's a little bit of video I've done It's about two or three minutes long If you're listening on SoundCloud, I'm really sorry You will get some effect um, And hopefully Sky and BBC don't chop this out later So this this is a point for anybody who's listening to the audio Or watching it afterwards To always jump on live
3: He got me, Andrew. He knew the place to go
2: I just came to see the streets of Ivory oh,
3: oh, 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 oh. Hey, look at the
0: bit, say that's your time to shine Cos I'm collecting garbage, I'm gonna make you mine just say he walks some water and turns it into
3: one!
2: win it they're on the attack here you wonder,
3: truly you wonder
1: just how much that means
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: could be defining
3: boy that matters how much one little touch from Eddie Oketia matters and look at the margin at the top now Arsenal hit 50 at halfway. Five points clear of City again, and with a game to spare. Mikel Arteta's dreams are solidifying. Eddie Nketiah's star
1: is rising. Arsenal's belief is ballooning. Their momentum is
3: compelling. The Kaiosaka's goal was
1: stunning. And this place is bubbling like rarely it has over the course of recent years.
4: This feeling, you know, um, this is
0: the winning feeling in the last second, in the last minute. Uh, it's something incredible. You cannot describe what you feel inside. Obviously, with this amazing atmosphere at Emirates Stadium, it's something special, to be honest. Guys, it's like reliving it all over again. I don't know how much of that is going to get chopped out by YouTube on copyright and everything else, but if you've been on here live watching it, you've seen it. So, and if you've not, you know, you need to come on live in future. Follow us on Twitter and on Guns and, Guns and Ribbons. That's us on Twitter, isn't it? Down at the bottom of me. Um, <clears throat> listen, there has been a signing. Uh, we've signed uh, Key VR. There we go. Got it right. Guys. Well done. We signed signed Key VR. Good cover for. Um, Thomas Partey, Granit Xhaka and Gabriel cuz he's a left-footed center half but he can play in um the he can he, he can play in center mid as well. Um and we also signed Trossard. Um Alex talk to me on your thoughts over the Trossard signing and this uh, Kevo signing as well.
4: Yeah, I think um I said last time I was still gutted gotcha that we lost out on Mudrik cuz he really looks like the real deal and uh, we saw glimpses of him against Liverpool and he looks really good. But I think getting Trossard instead is a fantastic piece of business as well. Uh, £21 million, pounds, I think it was, up front um, for a guy that has Premier League experience uh, and is pretty much plug-and-play, um, which is exactly what we need. And also, he can cover multiple positions. Uh, he can play force nine. He can play on the left attack, left attacker, uh, wing-back as well. He played, played for, <laughs> for Brighton as well. So um a versatile guy who's plug and play so fantastic piece of business. Um and yeah, yeah. Kivior as well. You Go mentioned on. Yep. He's versatile as well. He can play um center half uh, defensive midfielder as well so it's just a really good piece of business as well for around the same price I think so.
0: Yeah it's about 20 million. Dan we talked yesterday about um uh, the Modric deal and we talked about um these sort of players that we can get linked into the squad. And I think I use the phrase that we don't need a superstar right now in like a marquee signing. We need yeah. more depth into the squad and these Swiss army type knife uh, type players are really useful down aren't they?
2: Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head to be honest. I think the, the marquee signings will come. Um, they're a lot harder to, to get, you know, as, as a player becomes available, I do feel confident that as a club, they will want to come to us and we'll be able to attract top talent. But in the meantime, the biggest thing that we need is is squad depth and the uh, quality that goes deep throughout the squad. Um, and just having an option like yesterday to bring on Trossard for the last 10 minutes just for me makes a big, big difference. That's the difference between that game and the Newcastle game.
0: And, and he provided the assist. We'll talk about the game itself, but we'll, uh, he provided the assist to, to, I think it was Eddie's last goal. I think it was. Um, Trev, uh, your thoughts on Trossard and Kiviar, probably like me. I, I know Trossard from, from Brighton and, and he's been impressive, but this Kiviar guy, I haven't got a clue. I don't watch Italian football. Um, Trev, what's your thoughts on them? Unmute yourself first. Unmute yourself you mute me, then you
1: blame me I for I don't mute it. you. I don't mute you. The the, the system mutes you because it knows but what you like. I, I have a simple answer to, for these signings, mate. It doesn't matter who we sign at the moment. I'll be happy with it because I trust our manager. I trust him implicitly. I, I trust the decisions he makes. He hasn't put a foot wrong, has he? He's had a battle hard. And, and, and whoever he signs will get my full backing. But with what we've got now... With what we've got now, I honestly think we, we have got a squad now. We've got a squad and we've got plenty of players that can cover in, in several different positions. It's interesting that um, Arteta, in one of his interviews last week, said that he thought that ESR could slot in at nine, right? Smith Rowe could slot in in the nine position if needed. So there's another backup. He's hinting at a backup there, right? Trossard can play anywhere across the front, can't he? We've got loads of coverage. I think we've got plenty of cover in defensive midfield now because basically Zinchenko's been playing defensive midfield, you know, and getting forward as well. And we all know that uh, White can press up into that position. And, and across the back, we we'll have just signed this, this Kimi Orr bloke and, uh, and we've got um, Holding that comes in and never lets us down. I'm really happy with where we are. Really happy with where we are. You can't be unhappy, surely. Look at the league position. I'm. I'm just buzzing. This old man is buzzing.
0: Listen, we went into um, into this game. Man City had played on Thursday night. We thought that that lot down the road uh, were doing us a favor, but they just done, they bottled it as usual, and uh, they won four two against uh, against Spurs. And then um, they went and had I think it was about twelve shots on target against Wolves, of which um, Halland. Uh, uh, Alland, um scored uh, three. Um, but when you look at that, how they're performing as a team, Man City, with 12 shots at home against Wolves, and you look at the stats to our game, and I think the stats to our game was we had 25 shots against a resurgent Manchester United. So they they brought the gap down to uh, to two points. Um, and we went into the game, the pre-match atmosphere we've talked about. Man United had won nine out of the last 10 games. Uh, um and uh, like, there was extra motivation for everyone to win. It really did feel, uh, Dan, like I, I didn't know you back then, but it did feel like the old days, like a proper top of the table, huge clash. It felt bigger than the Northland and the Derby for me personally as well. But it was huge, Dan, wasn't it?
2: Not just that game, but yeah, the, the run of games that we've had. You know, you look at the run since December, and people criticising us all season, saying we've not played anyone. Well, we still haven't really played anyone that's challenged us that much, have they? But, you know, we've gone and beat Brighton in sixth. We've beat Spurs in fifth. Now beat United in fourth. Picked up a point against third place. And we've got second place coming up in the in, in the league soon. So we've beaten all the teams in and around us at the top of that league. And I think we deserve a lot of credit for that.
0: Alex, uh, your thoughts on leading into the game. How were you feeling like from afar?
4: Yeah, I, f- I felt, like you said, it was bigger than usual usually is. Um, and the builder was just because they'd won. They they went on a streak as well. Uh, and they were starting to talk about a title charge. charge I heard some fans say, uh, which I think was a bit too much. Um, and we saw that in the game as well, because now we are 14 pun- points in front of them. Um, but it, it it meant a lot because they if they won the game against Palace they could have been I think it's three points behind us if they won against two us. Points well. at one point, yeah, two yeah, points, yeah. yeah. So it was just uh, so much at stake and on the line as well. Yeah, Pat in the chat, we just mentioned that uh,
0: Kivior has been confirmed. Uh, Trev, um, so we started the game quite brightly, uh, but United came at us and 17 minutes in, uh, Rashford scored a worldie. He fired a superb right-footed strike from 25 y- yards. Um, what did you make of United's goal? But even more, the response from the Arsenal crowd, because there wasn't even, I don't think, more than about two or three seconds of like, oh, that was a good goal. Come on,
1: Arsenal. Look, right, mate, before I can talk about the individual goals and performances, you mentioned just now, Ferg, uh, the Man United side that came and visited us. Trust me, the Man United side we beat at the weekend are currently the second-best side in the country. They are absolutely resurgent. They are playing really well. They played really well against us yesterday. They played really well. All their players performed, but they just weren't good enough. And that shows what levels we're at, right? And then we go a goal down to Rashford. Rashford, we knew he'd get chances because he's had chances every game this season. He's played him, right? He he has been on top of his form. And you're right, Fergus. I, I, I listened to the crowd after that goal went in and the crowd were immediately on the back of the team. And I think... Two or three players have acknowledged that on the television interviews today. And definitely Arteta has acknowledged what a part the, the crowd are playing in, in, this, in this current team's form on more than one occasion. You know what I mean? The Rashford goal was really good. I can say this now because we won. If you say things like I'm going to say now after a defeat, it looks like sour grapes. But I thought the Rashford's goal celebration was bang out of order. He did. He, he, no way he had to run to the Arsenal fans like that. You know, he could have run anywhere. He was in the middle of the field. And um, and um I was disappointed in him because he's a lad that I have a lot of respect for, for the work he does outside the game. And, and you know, we're talking about fans getting agitated and fans getting wound up. We saw it last week. There was no need for it. But what made me smile was the fact that when Saka scored, he, he'd seen it happen and he went and did the, the celebration. Then he would a rush for celebration in the same corner. He knew what would happen. And then when Eddie scored... His goal took him towards the United fans. And he ran around the back of the goal and he did exactly what a goal scorer should do, Celebrated with his own fans, took the applause from his own fans. Uh, wonderful from our players, disappointing from Rashford, but it was a hell of a goal, wasn't it, mate? Uh, on that, though,
0: the, the cameraman, the mobile cameraman is down in that corner. That's where he is all the time. So I, did he not just run to the camera because they're like, yes, they're footballers, but they're also entertainers too. Dan, did you did,
1: did you think it no. was... well? You, no, go on, Trev. Looking at the crowd, ferg, he didn't pay any attention to the to the cameraman. He was looking at the crowd, and uh, it wasn't. It's not that bad, but you know, it, it happens. It's happened all through football years. Flowers do it, so it's not that bad. But I was just disappointed that he felt the need to run that far. But never mind. You know, it, it happened, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and we 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 got behind the team, uh, the, the the crowd did, and it wasn't too long. But before uh, we we tried to draw at level, Alex, there was um 19 minutes in. There was a straight uh, a yellow card for uh, just after the goal, a yellow card for a very hard challenge on Rashford. Rashford, um, he was subsequently subbed at 46 minutes, not at half time. So he was brought on and brought off. Um, just uh, it, like for that first half, what did you think of Ben White's performance? He's he's been immense. Uh, all season so I'm by no means am I digging the guy out but he clearly didn't have a great day
4: yeah he just looked a bit off it Um, like from from the beginning you could see it um, he was misplacing passes which he usually never does and like you said he's been so consistent uh, throughout the whole season so not digging digging him out or whatever because anyone can have a bad 45 minutes which he had and getting that yellow card just made it e- even uh, tougher for for him being up against Rashford, because um, we saw the way he was uh, always taking people on. Um, so it was it was just dangerous. I think it was good management by Ateta to uh, to bring Tommy Etu on for him in uh, in the second half.
3: Hmm.
0: And Dan, um, like Man United going one nil up. Uh, in in the last 26 games since they've gone 1-0 up they've not lost so you know first to come back and eventually win this game yes at home and we are probably the the, the better side the last time that they um that they lost after going 1-0 up was to Leicester in october 2021 um, Eddie uh, got the um the equalizer it came from um about 7 minutes later uh, granite shack across cross uh, given Eddie the opportunity to head it in um, and he got ahead of uh, Wombasasa. Wombasasa. Oh, Christ, my mouth is not working again. What a surprise. Um, uh, on, on the far post. Go on, you've got to rip me to bits. Go on.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to but, rip you to the- bits. I just really stood up bloody laughing, and that would have been a shock. Shut- <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd definitely get pulled off air then. <laughs> Look, uh, Benny White didn't have his best game I, I honestly didn't think he was having too bad a game don't forget he was up against a player that's on the top of his game at the moment you know very much on the top of his game at the moment so he's gonna there's gonna be times when when rafford's gonna make any defender look a bit ordinary it doesn't matter who they are it's gonna make any defender look a bit ordinary so but what, what was pleasing was that arteta saw it got in early changed it we've got great squad depth in that plate in that position you know and and, and and we went forward and we didn't struggle in that area again, I didn't think, to be honest. I just, just, yeah, just, I, I, I don't know. There's no words, is there? We're that good. Dan,
0: um, do you want to answer, answer the question I asked you, which was like Eddie's uh, equaliser?
2: <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I just didn't want to dig um, Trev out because if he gets up and wants out, we uh, we have a yeah, very we don't want that. We don't want <laughs> that. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what, the first, the, the first part of the question you said about being the only team to come back and you know, beat United from behind. That's that's really pleasing, I think, for me, because the one thing I've always worried about with this team at times was scoring enough goals and being able to change a game when we go behind. And that hasn't been an issue the last you know nine or ten games. We're now starting to score goals freely. We look dangerous. I always feel like we're never out of a game. And it's a nice position to be in. But I also think we've got so many more levels to go. And I think I wouldn't pick out one player. Um, I agree with what you said about Ben White. But I think there's a couple of players that probably could have been better against United. And I think the as well as United are playing, I very much felt like we gave them the chances in that game. The Rushford goal was a great goal, but I felt like it was our mistakes that brought them into the game as opposed to them being great. Um, and I actually thought United were a shadow of the team that they claim that they are in all fairness and i think we we showed our dominance in that game that we out of the two teams are just on a completely different level to manchester united
0: we we were talking to my brother rory uh before the game and uh, we're asking like cuz obviously he's a man no, united man. fan <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, no, and 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 uh, we're we're talking to. I will tell you what it was it was hilarious. Just on a on a tangent, we to the Bedford Arms, uh, Trev. You're, you're, you're a nice little tucked away home that you like, and bumped into James Barnes, who does listen to the podcast. And we're sat there, we're, we're having, we're going, give an interrupt. Bedford, bedford Arms, Bedford Arms, Bedford Arms. Yeah, bedford, um, bedford, um, bedford, Jesus Christ, lot
1: sometimes, son. <laughs>
0: But we went there, and I was chat, chatting to James Barnes and his dad, and his dad said, oh, you won't remember me. We we met in PSV, and uh, to be honest, I didn't. Um, but but we had a good old chat and changed, uh, exchanged some photos and stuff like that. And then I said to James, hello, this is my brother Rory, and he went, ah, I know who you are. I listen to the podcast. You're one of them, aren't you? So that was absolutely hilarious. It was just really fun. But we are talking to him beforehand, um, and he said – that um, it was key on who scored first and the first 20 minutes were key. United scored first in that first 20 minutes. So really the game could have gone really awry. Um, 33 minutes in though, um, Arteta gets a yellow card. Trev, there's a lot of talk on Talk Sports, Simon Jordan and there's on, on some of the other uh, uh, media outlets. They're, they're talking about Arteta and him stepping out of his technical area and encroaching on the pitch and interfering with play on
1: the pitch. What's, right. what's your thoughts on... on? I, I don't have to have thoughts. I can tell you what the facts are behind that, right? And absolutely, I can tell you what the facts are. They can't pick on our us for our football at the moment because our football is superb. They can't pick on us calling the stadium a library because we've got probably the most atmospheric stadium in the country right now. They can't say our fans are rubbish because they're not... They can't say our pitch is rubbish because it's the best in the country. And these people don't like Arsenal. They don't like the Arsenal. We've never been a liked club. So now they're thinking, right, what else can we get them for? I know, Arteta's getting very active on the touchline. Bounces out of his technical area now and again. Let's pick on them for that because that's about all we've got at the moment. Arteta, you carry on, son. You carry on being... being. Um, expressive of your mood and you carry on backing our players and you you just lead us to the victories you are at the moment that's what it is we're not liked you know the old Millwall song no one likes us we don't care applies equally to the Arsenal in a different perspective of course
0: Dan your views on Arteta and his touchline behaviour
2: I just liked his interview after where he, um they said to him you know do you need to do better and he said it always get better in life, isn't it? and just smile. You can see the smile on his face, he just does not care. And, and it, care. it was the in it as well. He, he yeah. spoke like a it's, London, it's, it's a a London accent, integrated. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, um, he doesn't need to care. It is a silly old man on social media trying to be relevant that has no relevance to our lives, and if he wants to pick on. Someone for absolutely no reason. Let him do it. He's got nothing else going on in his life. And he's obviously a very sad little old man. So I'll I'll leave it there with Richard Keats because I don't like him. But I think um, exactly what Simon Jordan said about why are people not picking on Jürgen Klopp for exactly the same thing is absolutely spot on. Well, Mourinho, Alex,
0: used to run down the pitch. He was at the corner flag celebrating a goal for, was it Chelsea or Liverpool?
3: Yeah,
0: Chelsea or Spurs, I can't remember what, but he was celebrating. He's down the bloody pitch. So uh, it's an agenda, is it?
4: Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's a thing like you love it when it's your own manager and you hate it when, when it's the opposition manager. And uh, like Trev said, we're just that good right now. They have to pick on something. Mm. Do you not like seeing that even if it's opposition managers as well? Because for me,
2: that's all part of the game and just getting, the, get, getting yeah. the energy of being in the game. I, it doesn't have to be your team.
4: I do, Bad. but I get I get why people think it's annoying, though.
1: Well, listen, boys. Do, let me take you back a little bit, right? Just to Wenger. I don't know about you guys, but at the end of Wenger's reign, the last few years when we were struggling and we were deteriorating, I was pleading for Wenger to stand up and show a bit of passion. To, yeah, he used to sit down it's for nearly all the game.
0: It was a bottle I, of water.
1: I yeah, and I used to think to myself, "Come on, Arsene, mate." I love you. You've won so much for this club. Get up and show some passion that's going to lead these players on. You know, and that's exactly what Arteta's doing. I love it. I love it.
2: I think there's an argument as well, Trev, that when you said about, you know, Rashford's celebration, that gets the crowd going as well. And that can be something that gets the Arsenal crowd even more wound up to be a bit louder. Um, I, I quite like seeing things like that in the ground. It's frustrating when it's not your own team. Um, but it, for me, just makes the occasion of a football match as fans in the ground, as opposed to sitting there at home and watching it.
0: As, as Arsenal Black and White says in the chat, it, it, the game is, it's about passion, and I do love to see the passion. Uh, it, it's not different than we talked about Newcastle the other day uh, with their shithousery against us and the time-wasting. You know, if we'd done that at Man City to win the league... You know, we'd be saying it's a masterstroke. So it is all part of the game. And the game is a passion the game. It, it's boring if it's just like... If you've got to go and watch... If you've got to go down to that big spaceship that's in N17 on the side of the street and watch that sort of football week in, week not out. Toilet. <laughs> toilet, not spaceship. Yeah, the toilet bowl. Yeah. Um, the, 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 You know, it, it's got to be awful. Second half. So what were your thoughts um, after the first half, um, Alex? Were you... Um, surprised with that first half performance by United, like Alec, um, Dan said he didn't think they had that much quality, but
4: Yeah, I mean I think looking over the whole of the game I think we dominated them, but they were they were in it in the first half and they had chances and I think you've got to give a little bit of credit to United as well because uh, they forced us to, to some of those mistakes, um, especially the first goal um, they were forcing the mistakes um, and I mean, they they um, they survived the first couple of minutes where we put our usual ruthless pressure on them, um, and they started slowly building into the game. Um, but I was still optimistic going into the into the break because we got the goal back and we started building more and more pressure on them. But I I just thought it might be one of those games where they're just really clinical um, and. Like, like we saw at the Old Trafford as well, where they just took all of their chances and we, we missed all of ours. Um, but I was I was optimistic.
0: Um, something that Alex asked me um, earlier, Dan, was uh, the I don't really remember um, the um, atmosphere within the stadium at say half time. Um, how did how did I felt very inebriated? How how did you feel uh, that uh, after that first half performance?
2: I think I just felt relaxed. In all fairness, um, I didn't feel like we wasn't going to win the game, which is probably a strange place to be in because I don't always feel like that. Um, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't worried about this team. I, I always still believe that we've got enough quality to win against any team. And going in level, you know, momentum was with us. I thought we had a very good first half. We came out in the second half even better and took it up another level. Um, Never in doubt for me.
4: It's just, it's crazy how fast it switches because like one year ago, you would never feel like that like at half time playing against a top, top team.
2: Yeah, exactly. A strange feeling, um, especially against, you know, like, as Trev said, probably the most informed team other than us at the moment in the country.
0: Yeah. And I know we touched, touched on it earlier about Tommy Yasu coming on for Ben White. Um, I, I was comfortable with it if it's the right thing for to do, uh, the right thing to do. The manager's done the right thing. 52 minutes in, um, uh Odegaard put a a pass through to Granit Xhaka that nearly came off and nearly resulted in a goal uh Trevor um I'll go to you first uh let me bring this in what do you think of this just just watch that pass he like bends it round about three players i, I i've never seen anybody S bend a, a pass before what did you what did you make of his majestic performance? And I'm 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 putting words in your mouth, but his majestic performance uh, this weekend and the weekend before and the weekend before and the weekend before and people criticised him at Palace for overplaying the ball. <laughs> Have a it's, look at yourself.
1: It's it was it's dead right that you said the week before the week before the week before because the bloke is absolutely purring at the moment, Odegaard and. And he's just every week he seems to do something better for me. It just it just keeps on improving, and he's, he's, he's our calm head, but he's, he's capable of doing so much. And the other thing in this clip, Ferg, is that look who's look who's so far forward, Granite Jacker Granit Xhaka. Again in the box, you know Granite Jacker again in the box. He's, he's showing his actually he's showing that he's that he's not a striker there because he could have got a touch on that ball before the tackle come in, I thought. But that's, I'm not having a go in there. I'm just saying it as I see it. But just, oh, God. Well, I, I, do you know what I'm saying to myself? I, I was speaking to a couple of people last night. I think fe- I, I feel a bit embarrassed picking out players at the moment because that we haven't got one having a bad. We're not bad, are we, anywhere? We're just all over the park. We're pressuring opposition. And the, I, a few people in the chat are saying that, we weren't on top of our game first half. Well, don't forget we're playing a really, really good side. We're not going to look brilliant. And michael had a chat at halftime, I'm sure. And second half, we, we hit the post. We should have scored two or three more goals because we were that good. We were that good. We were first to the ball. We were pressing well. We, our passing was second to none. And, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit different to our Dan here, right, because... When it was 2-2 towards the end of the game, I was thinking, oh, God, don't let Man United nick this near. Don't let Man United nick this. Not because of the form on the field. Looking at the form on the field, there was only going to be one winning team, and that was the Arsenal, right? But looking at what's gone on in the past, where we've played so bloody well every time, and Man United have beaten us, I was thinking, not again. We do not deserve to get beaten here. We're such a travesty of justice, you know, and we didn't get let down, did we? Because Little young Eddie popped up again, and uh, we were all happy. Well, I was happy every time I jump up and celebrate a goal when I'm at home. The dog bites me, why is my bloody scatty? And it hurts, you know, it really hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, 53 minutes in, Saka uh, uh, puts us 2 1 ahead, uh, eight minutes after the break. With uh, he he's done so few times, and he was unlucky not to get a second via the very similar move. It's the move that Larice bundled into the goal last week, uh, and this time uh, it came off. He comes in tight on that uh, on that um, wing and puts zips the ball across. That could almost be a cross to somebody waiting in the box when it goes in the back of the net. Dan, talk us through the goal.
2: Just before we get on to that, for any young lads watching uh, and thinking about technique and skills and growing up as young kids, just remember that Ferguson has now named that the S-pass.
0: The yes, S-pass.
2: <laughs> Fergus, not Ferguson. Fergus Uncle, from- Uncle, Uncle Flerk has named it the uh, the S-pass. <laughs> uh, it's now been christened. Um, I thought Saka's goal was something that I've wanted to see from him from a long, long time, because I think the only criticism probably he had of his game is that he doesn't score enough goals at times and probably his finishing isn't the best. So to see him score a goal like that... I thought was great and he nearly scored a second just like that as well um that he hit the post so i do think it's a lot of working with Mikel. i think a lot of city wingers worked under michael and they improved a lot and i expect the exact same to happen with saka and martinelli um but that is what you need to add to your game if you're going to be a top world-class winger and i think saka has got everything in his locker to do it um
0: so Martin uh, Martinez 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 I don't know if somebody's going to pull me up on his pronunciation somewhere along the line. He scored his first goal for for, for Manchester United. Uh, he was linked with Arsenal before. Um, You know, it, you know, Aaron Ramsey. Um, sorry, Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, I'm having a good one, aren't I? Aaron Ramsdale. <laughs> he, he 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 fluffed his lines on that one, uh, Alex. What did you think of his performance as well? Because listen again. Every player gets at least a seven or eight from me on that pitch, uh, but we're, we're really picking at very fine details. But he did have a couple of a couple of shaky moments. He,
4: he made me nervous. One. He made me nervous a couple of times coming out of his box, um, where he didn't commit a foul, but he might as well have done so, um, or a penalty. And if he was really unlucky, he could have got sent off as well. But um, he got away with it. And then, right before the corner, he had a he had an amazing save uh, where he saved an effort from Rashford inside the penalty area. So it kind of equals out what he did uh, on the corner where he, I mean, if he, if he, if he was to come out like that, he should have just uh, fisted it away and um, boxed it away instead of what he did. Um, and it was, it was a difficult one. I don't think he should have come out for it because there was three Arsenal players. And of course it was Tommy Asso. He nearly punched in the head. Um, And then Martinez, I don't know how he did it, because it was actually quite a difficult header. He sort of got under the ball just enough to make it fly just over Gabriel. So it was just typical. I thought, of course, they're going to get a goal like that.
0: Yeah, to be honest, um, I criticised Bird Leno an awful lot uh, for doing that very same thing, which is... Uh, punching the ball and punching it directly onto the penalty spot, and that's that's what I, I felt he done on that one. Um, in the chat, let's p- pop that one up there a second. What we got, uh, Terry Butts, uh, Ferg had an S pass pre game, a spilt pass. Well, that was in that melee in the video <laughs> when everyone is jumping around going, alay, LA, LA. My beer went everywhere, but soon as my beer went. Then everyone thought it was a free for all. And there was beer on the roof. There was beer everywhere. It was unreal. honestly it
2: was So childish. Fergus started it all off and got everyone throwing their pints up. Despicable.
0: Te- technically speaking, you are right, but it wasn't done on purpose. Um, uh, let's have a uh, look at what we've got to look at now. Yeah, so Arsenal looked more uh, likely winners uh, in the closing stages. Saka um, uh, hitting the post. And then Ketia denied by De Gea, who uh, made an outstanding save, Trevor. Uh, De Gea, time wasting. Holding his arm after that particular save, where Inketia um, walked past him, and he's down
1: on the on, on the. We talked about Shit but that, that was pathetic. It was it was absolutely pathetic. I had to rewind it and watch it again because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It it was one of the worst I've seen. But it's part of the game nowadays, isn't it? You know, if the authorities are not going to stamp it out, these players are going to keep doing it. What what was what was nice about it was the fact that. They were drawing the game 2-2 at the Arsenal and they wanted to waste time because they knew that we were going to beat them if we had the time. Interesting point Dan just made about Saka and he's dead right. But I'll tell you what Saka's added to his game last season and then more this season, Dan. The young man, he's always had the skills, but he's getting the confidence now. He's getting the confidence to use those skills in a game. Instead of being the young lad wanting to knock the ball off, he now he's, not got the, he's now got the, the confidence to run with the ball at his feet and shoot, mate. What a goal, eh? I think Fergus must have gone to the little boys' room. It'll be about 15 minutes because he's only got a little one and it takes him a while to find it. <laughs> so he'll be back shortly, no doubt. But yeah, I am you know listening,
2: what? Trev. I've, I can I've, hear you.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> we know you can hear us. That's why we're saying it. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah. I, just,
2: I just, just think a question for you, Trev. Yeah. I've wanted to ask you this question for a while because I feel like you won't like answering it because I know you like. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've wanted to ask you, but there was a, a point in the chat that said Saka's the best player in Europe right now.
1: Yeah.
2: If you had to pick one of Saka or Martinelli, who do you think is the best player? Because oh, Sa- Saka is That's... highly rated because he's a young English in talent. But
1: I feel yeah. like he's... Ask me the question. I'm quite happy to answer it. Saka isn't held because he's a young English talent, mate. Saka's held because he's bloody good. He's bloody good. And choosing between Saka and Martinelli, I don't know. I'd have to toss a coin. But I think I would just go with Saka because I think Saka's goal yesterday, showing him cutting inside and and hitting a shot off like that, I just think he does that better than anyone at the moment. So I'd pick Saka. But I don't know how I'd pick Saka because Martinelli knocks my socks off. Odegaard knocks me socks off. Eddie and Nketiah, you know, just scoring for fun at the moment. God, he's shut a lot of people up and the Eddie Eddie Ketcher. And it's great that he's shut all these people up and, and and celebrating his goals as he should. Um, yeah, but in answer to your question, then I'll take Saka, but only just... Because I, I keep saying it on here and Fergus will laugh at me. I saw Saka as a young 17-year-old come on and make his debut for the Arsenal first team. And um I saw him that night, and I thought, "This this lad's different gravy." This, and he's not let me down. He's not let me down. So, soft spot for Saka, I take Saka. Oh, he's back! Look, he must have found it. Did you find the tweezers? All right, folk.
0: I've left the heating on all day, so it's like nice and warm, you know. Splash out the cab last night. Now, I've, now I've got the heating on, you know. <laughs> I've got way too much money.
4: <laughs> trev, um, Trev. Can I add to your point as well? Because I completely agree with, I would pick Sakura over Martinelli just as well. But I think something he's added as well after the the missed penalty against um, Italy and the Euros, I think he's added like his mentality. It's just crazy oh, yeah. how much he's gone from strength to strength as well with his mentality. And he he just always shows up in the big games as well. That's, that's something I really love about him. And he, he's a leader as well. And uh, he stepped up against Liverpool as well when it was 2-2 and scored the the penalty to make it 3-2 and won us the game. So that's that's something I really like about Saka as well uh, the last couple of years. He's really he,
0: he, he, built... He shows no fear. He shows no absolute he, yeah. no fear. And, and Dan, I'm glad you asked that question. Um want to feel some time so I can have a wait. And, and two, two uh, it's a question that we've had on the agenda for like about three or four weeks. And I've thought about it since you first sent it to me. And um, listening to some bits and pieces and watching the player as well, I'd probably go with the guys as well and probably say Saka, not because I I can look at it a bit more non-partisan. Because, you know, England, yeah, I like to see him do well, but I'm an Ireland fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. That's all I really care about. But I think think, um, Saka has been more consistent. Um, He has obviously got the same start every week in, week out, where Martinelli hasn't. Martinelli had injuries. I think Martinelli's probably six months or so behind Saka and his development. And I think he's there's not a lot between them, but Saka just seems to con- tins- con- consistently offer 110%, if you can have such thing, where Martinelli has of, dropped out of a few games here and there as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the reason I ask that question is because I think if I had to pick a player who long-term I think will be the best player of the two in 10 years' time, I think Martin Lee just shades it for me because I feel like he's got such a good ability that I think he could near enough be the next Messi and Ronaldo. Um, I think Saka is, is not not far behind him and I think if I had to pick a better player right now, I'd probably say Saka. I just feel like Martin Lee's got something about him but because he's not a HLM product, he's not seen in the same light, which is the reason I asked that question. Do
1: you know what, Ferg? Yeah. you know what, Ferg? Dan, it's lovely we're having this conversation. Alex, it's lovely because we we haven't been able to have a conversation like this for years. We're not talking about how bad our players are. We're talking about who's absolutely brilliant and who's only just below absolutely brilliant. And then we've got absolutely brilliant players in other areas. It's wonderful, lads. It's absolutely amazing. And someone put in the chat just now. I can't find it now. But how how, how do opposition players plan to play us, us at the moment? How the defenders set up because we're a threat down either flank, we're a threat inside left and inside right to use old fashioned position We so were a threat down the middle. I don't know. I just, just, just oh, again, I'm doing it. I'm speechless. I'm never speechless. I keep doing it though. I lost, I've lost for weeks. You're speechless, though. Trev. I'm all
0: <laughs> 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 you see that covered. <laughs> <laughs> And he wore two shakes and he's playing with it. (laughs) I don't think it even takes that long these days. (laughs) Oh, Ewan, honestly, you did make me laugh. I wouldn't normally put that up. That was just hilarious. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. (laughs) I was looking for that comment you were talking about in the chat. Look, Manchester thought they'd um, they'd done all the hard work. um, And then uh, this happened. Let me just get you this picture. Oh, hang on. I'm going to have to download it. Uh, here we go. It's just coming. <laughs> this happened. Uh, it was just unreal. Um, a devast, so, you know this this still picture of Eddie backheeling that winner into the back of the net, in front of Heinz Martinez. There you go, Heath. Um, the <laughs> uh, and and past De Gea to to win the goal on the 90th minute. The actual injury time minutes that De Gea wasted. Pretending he had broken his arm—it's just absolutely unreal. Um, who wants to go on? The, uh, Trev, talk talk to me about what you thought about this performance. If you haven't already praised Eddie uh,
1: uh, enough, the guy has proved every critic wrong, hasn't he? Just hasn't he ever? Hasn't he ever? He's he's coming to the side to replace someone that's been a, not been scoring all the goals, but other than that, has been an absolute superstar for the Arsenal. And Eddie's come in, and, and so many people had doubts about him. I hold my hands up. I had doubts about him. Yeah, um, and he's proved us all wrong. He's been absolutely magnificent. His efforts. And and it, I don't care if he doesn't leave the six-yard box all game. If he keeps scoring a goal or two, that will do for me. I'll take it. He's, he's, and his first goal, his first goal the header, the way he drops off behind that one Besaka bloke, and then just he's looking at the back of him, and then he can go anywhere, and this one Besaka can't see him. As soon as the cross coming, he runs around him and nods it in. Fantastic mm. reading of the game. Fantastic reading of the game, and and that shows he's more than just a goal scorer. There, I just hope his 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 confidence keeps rising and his skill levels keep rising. And and we uh, we keep saying that we've got another superstar. Fergus, why would why just mention Jesus, right? I just wanted to get your opinion, mate. Because before, before you go into Jesus, I just want to finish this
0: this this this
1: off uh, because to
0: make things even sweeter with that goal uh, Zinchenko who lived that every moment of that game and we'll, we'll see a picture of him, uh, in a, in a, in a minute. And we saw his interview afterwards on, on the BBC and, you know, he lived that game with us and there was a VAR call Trossard put the ball into, into, um, Zinchenko, Zinchenko put the ball across, uh, and Eddie dinked it in, um, it went to VAR, and the celebrations afterwards just made it sweeter, didn't it, Dan?
2: That's the one positive of a VAR check. I think you can celebrate twice if it goes for you. But uh, it's a it's a very Boy, didn't we? I, I was very nervous when that came up. Though. What was the
4: feeling? What was your feeling when when you saw the goal? Were you were you nervous? There was it was the,
2: the second one is relief because the first one is just yeah. joy that you score, and then it's just sitting there thinking the whole time, please don't do it to me, don't do it to me. And then when it's finally given. Yeah, I think we ended up down at the front row again, about 10 rows down. <laughs> you, you, you went down the front
0: row and Theo, who's in the chat with his dad, they came down with us uh, in the second half. And obviously, there was clearly empty seats. We didn't all squeeze into one seat. Not at all. That would be against health and safety. Um, so, <laughs> um, young Theo. Uh, this might have been the second goal. Or the Yeah, there we go. Uh, Theo ended up uh, two rows further down. I fell over, you fell on top of me, you rushed down the front to do all this. It was absolutely carnage. I've actually just chucked on my jeans because I was working at home too. I've got red marks from, uh, from the seats on my jeans where I can see the outline of my phone and my headphones in the other pocket on my jeans today. It was absolutely unreal. The last time I remember it like that, was it 4-4 against Liverpool, where I crowd surfed. I crowd surfed. That's what a hell of a strong crowd. That's all I say.
2: <laughs> Never get in the way of a Moroccan sunset trying to celebrate. I will knock you over.
1: No, <laughs> you, you know, watching on the television, right? That when the goal went in, it, it went mental, right? But then, as the VAR check went on, I don't know if the if they if the technicians turned the microphones down, but the, the, you could have heard a pin drop in that ground as the VAR it was checked.
0: like that, Trev. Well, it was like silent. that, and
1: then suddenly that's the benefit of VAR because, as you said, Dan, you get to celebrate twice, didn't you? You know, yeah. So yeah, it was deadly silent, and but I I saw it on the telly, and I thought he's on him, he's on. Yeah,
4: that was him. my feeling as well. It was close, but I was I was feeling he was on as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh. Trev,
0: you were you were talking about Jesus and uh, and and Eddie. Go on.
1: Well, not so much Jesus and Eddie, right? But something I've I've realised. We, we, last season, we had a, a passionate young side that dropped off a bit at the end, right? But I think Zinchenko and Jesus, we, we think more of Zinchenko because he's not been injured. He's playing now, right? Have given us so much more of the skills in the side. Look at the heart and the passion both them boys show. Zinchenko, I don't know if he's got any energy left. He, he lives and breathes every second of the game. He's been at our club five minutes, relatively speaking. And he absolutely lives and breathes the Arsenal. We couldn't wish for a better signing, you know. We couldn't wish for a better signing. I, I'm I'm so pleased with what we've done. And once again, it all comes down to our to our backroom staff and and Arteta. They knew what they were doing, they knew knew what they were getting. And and boy, what a player they've got to say. And Jesus as well. But currently Zinchenko's playing. So I'm referring more to Zinchenko at the moment. I don't know what you boys think about that. But every well, different person- level. Personally, with Zinchenko, as you said, you couldn't get a better
0: person to, to, to sign for the Arsenal. Because look at that passion in his face. And that's after the VAR went in. Um, he, he had 85 touches, the most touches of any other player on the pitch. And he's all over the pitch. The heat map that's on the screen right now. I can't tell and, he's a left back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. And Alex, it would be like Herbert Chapman signing a young uh, Trev Hill. Don't you think? Yeah, somebody. Yeah, that,
4: that, that, uh, he's that an passion. he's an Arsenal fan. He's an Arsenal <laughs> fan, and but I well, mean, you know,
1: as well. You know, when Zinchenko drifts into the middle, drifts out the park. What do we do? For me, we transform it almost immediately into a back three. Gabriel drops yes. left, right, and covers the gaps, and it just works, and it just works, and it's just and and, and them doing that, being so organised at the back, right, and with our front four just being a threat from every corner of the field. That in turn has, has made party and Xhaka's job even easier because they just win the ball and feed it left, right, or centre. And then they know they're going to have time, Zachary and party. So they push up the field. You know, yeah. and party's been scoring goals. Xhaka gets in a box because it we've got 11 players working. We've not got one player skillful and the others watching or one player that don't want to be there. We've got 11 players working their socks off.
4: We really have. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see. And he, he's just instrumental to the way we play. And I think. I know you love Tierney, Trev, but like whenever Sinchenko is fit, he should play because he's just he's just so good. He's so good. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, I agree. So Even
2: Saliba, what he said to him at the end of the game, Saliba went up to him, patted him on the chest and said, you won us that game.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. I believe it. But you see, the way Sinchenko right. plays, there's no reason why Tierney can't play in the same team as him if needed. If needed, you know? You know, what just Ferg, I'm I'm I know I'm drifting a little bit, but I'm still on the subject of defending, right? And Zinchenko and that. When we play City, not this Friday, when we play City in a proper game, I can see us going to a back three, you know, to deal with Haaland. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest.
0: You know you know what? It's almost like I sent you um an idea of what we might talk about. Because Friday, we do head up to uh, uh, the, empty, the empty had. Uh, we do uh, head up to um, the Wastelands, as it used to be called, uh, up to Manchester City. And um, we're, we meet them in the FA Cup fourth round, 7,780 Arsenal faithful are going. Um, you're in Bennydom on the piss with uh, a few Man City fans. Um, I'm my and, fans as well. Can't wait.
1: Can't wait. Do- <laughs> Ferguson, did you put it on that bit of paper you sent me normally? Because yeah. I, so I don't read that crap. I don't read that crap with Henry. I just carry on anyway, regardless. So, yeah. Well, yeah. to be honest,
0: Alex is really good. He reads through it and he goes, maybe add this point, maybe add that point, maybe add, and, and it really works. Maybe because that's, because he's got a university education studying stor- sports media and he knows, you know, you need an idea, idea what you're like, going to I talk about talk first, about. Trev, not just um, rabbiting on uh, inanely. It like helps sometimes it does, yeah. help. It does, help. It does
2: oh, help we've got 7,780 oh, oh Alex I love you oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. fuck off then <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. that's one to be bleeped out
0: for the kids <laughs> um, uh, well it's alright Theo's in the chat and uh, Theo's used to it because uh, Theo now has learned so many words at the football um, his mum will never speak to him again I don't think <laughs> Um in particular about an Italian guy and how many points in front we are working out. Um so 7780 Arsenal fans are traveling up there. You mentioned the main game rather than the the other game. Would you be willing to forfeit the FA Cup fourth round, our trophy? Hang on, it's just it's just what you said. Don't start oh, flapping your hands. Hang, hang, hang on. I oh, never if said that beats you, you did.
3: Boys, did he just say the main <laughs> game? I think he said he's, he's.
4: I think he said he'd he'd maybe see Tierney in the main game playing in a in a three back.
1: What I said was right. What I said was that we could go to the back. Three, yeah? Go on. I <laughs> said. We could go to a back three, didn't I, right? Um. What, 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 I don't want us to lose any game. I'll never say we should put a weak side out to lose a game, right? Not a chance. Not a chance. But I would fully understand if we rested some players against Man City this Friday. I don't want us to because I love a day at Wembley to win the FA Cup. There's no better day in football than a day at Wembley to, to celebrate an FA Cup win. But I do realise where his priorities must lie. He's not treated the FA Cup with much seriousness in the last two or three seasons. We've been beaten quite easily by teams that are nowhere near as good as us. So, yeah, the only thing that worries me is if he puts a weakened side out, is that Man City and all the other lots, they were a bit, They surprisingly put very strong teams out in the third round this year. I was quite surprised to see some of the some of the top teams, the strength of the sides they put out. So I don't want us to get embarrassed. I don't want our young lads to get thoroughly beaten and uh, and take a backwards step, because that'll be no good for us, no good for us at all. But I can fully understand why you would need to rest a player or two. But having said that, we have got some squad depth, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, to be honest... We don't have another game to play, Dan, until uh, the following weekend, which is the national holiday of Liverpool. Because I will be in attendance. You know, the Royal Ferg uh, will be there. It's his birthday, and uh, anybody who wants to buy me a beer, you're more than welcome to come uh, to Liverpool and buy me a beer. Uh, Dan's coming and buying me beer. Uh, Trev's coming and buying me beer, and I'm going to send my table number, um, uh, Alex, and you can buy me a beer. Um, so a beer. we've got, we've got a <laughs> we've got a week. So. There's no reason to do a weekend side, is there?
2: Not at all. I think um I also I think I disagree with you there, Trev. I think this is the most important game of the season because it's the next game coming up. It's in the historic cup where we are the leading, was it fourteen times, leading winners of the FA Cup. It's against okay, a very, very big side away from home that if we beat them gives us so much confidence going into the next games. And I hope we put out the strongest team we can possibly put out. We've also got enough time for players to recover for the next game. Um, It's not like we're playing midweek and then again at the weekend. I think just absolutely go for it, full strength. And uh, not only are we going to win the league, we're going to do the
1: treble. Do you know, I agree, Dan. I agree, Dan. And and maybe I worded it wrong. What I said was, what I meant was that if we put a weaker side out, I wouldn't have the ump because I trust Arteta in what he's doing. I I want to see us put a strong side out. I want us, as I said at the start, I want to see us win every game. Um and I hope we do put a strong side out. But if he puts a weak side out, a weakened side, rest a few players, then I tr- I've got to trust Arteta and that's where I go with it. But I understand your point, Daniel, You're exactly right. We want to win every game and we want to win cup competitions as well. Europa League competitions and Audi Cups and um top <laughs> goal scorer ever in the Premier League to never win the trophy. Um, best window licker.
0: You know, you can go and on listen, it. Listen, you 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 talk about that. I, I watched the game on Thursday night, Martin Tyler, we, we had Peter Dury talking over that little bit of video we done there earlier. And he is by far the best, uh, by far the best commentator out there, the passion and everything else. Arsenal fan, I believe as well. Um, but uh, Martin Tyler was talking about Harry Kane and his goals. That will be his trophies. You know That will be his trophies. No striker would want to take away their goals for trophies. It's absolutely un- unreal. Um, but thanks to Mike in the chat. Mike in the chat has um, uh, actually just become a, a subscriber on our YouTube channel. We're up to about 810 on the 820. So if you like what we do, click on the little uh, subscribe and, and, and like and everything else that you're going to do. We do this for fun, guys. Um, you know, uh, it's it's... It's it's our hobby. We sit here, have a beer. I had a ginger ale earlier, but like have a beer, um, keep lubricated, and watch the game. And uh, Trevor's even branching out these days. So um, yeah, uh, Trevor was on um, another podcast. Here we go,
1: James Elder's show. I was speaking. I wasn't miming. Focus. There's no sound. Son
0: okay it's it, it's from twitter but it, it was on it was on uh pitch football which uh james um elder james who's a gooner uh he 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 invited you on and as you said you don't do any other podcasts it's the only thing you've really done i think you've been on um you've been on
1: uh you're on with the princess once and that was about it wasn't yeah. it really I've been on with Princess Kevin. a couple of times. I love Princess, Guna and I've I've done a couple of things with Kevin Campbell. I'm name-dropping there, I know, but I love Kev. He's, just, he's a top lad, and he's been a good friend of ours. Um, and then James asked me this week, and he's asked me in a week when we've just beaten Tottenham, you know, and we've got Man United coming up, and I want to talk about the Arsenal. So, um, yeah, I went on it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was only half an hour. Just me and James chatting the Arsenal, chewing the cud. It was It was good fun. It was good fun. I enjoyed being on it. And Sky Sports have nicked my line today, right? Because I said that the game against Man United yesterday was going to be... What's the word I'm looking for, Fergie? Season-defining,
0: you said. Season-defining. Season
1: Season-defining game, right? I said it last week when we have beaten Tottenham because I knew how good Man United were. I said it on James's podcast because I knew how good Man United were. And today, Sky Sports have nicked my line and said it was a season-defining game. They're only three days behind us, boys. But, of course, we're the best with guns and yellow ribbons, aren't we? Yes,
2: we are. What's 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 I've just just had a really good idea, right? You know, uh, Fergus, you said how good you are with, uh, with names and everything, and you've just mentioned commentators. You can do a fan commentary. I wonder if people in the chat can vote and see if they'd like Fergus to do this, but I'd love to have a blank bit of film with Arsenal playing and have Fergus's commentary over the top of it.
4: I would, I would listen to that.
1: <laughs> What's talking shit for? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, before you go, it was impossible. It has been impossible for the last few games to pick a man of the match in that uh, Man United game. Uh, Saka was awarded it by uh, Sky Sports. He wanted to share it with Inquietier. Zinchenko was out of his out of this world. god was out of his. It's. It's between those four. I would have said, would you guys, and who would you pick? Alex, go first.
4: Yeah, like you said, I think it, it's between them. Uh, Saka got the official one. and Ketia scored two goals, won us the game, but I'll still give it to Senchenko. Like Saliba said to him after the game, "You won us the game" because I think his winning mentality. Even though he's probably he's probably the player in our team who's won won the most things um, in his career. He still looks the most hungry guy on the team to win. Um, he just—he's just amazing. I love him. Um, so I'd give him to give it to Zinchenko.
2: Dan, briefly. Yeah, I'd probably say Zinchenko too. I think he was a standout player. But I think, like we said, I think Saka, Erdegaard, Eddie—they—they they could have got it. It's a bit.
1: Drev. I'm going to go with Zinchenko, but I have to mention Ramsdale because he made, he made a mistake, right? But he never let it get to him. He made several world-class saves, which in our league, you've got to have a goalkeeper that makes them saves, it doesn't matter who you're playing, right? It doesn't matter who you're playing in the Premier League, your goalkeeper's got to make saves, otherwise you lose most games, right? So I'm going to give Ramsdale a mention, because I thought he just brushed that aside and, and picked himself up and made some cracking saves. But Zinchenko, not only Zinchenko, not only for his football but for the way he is, the way he lives with a crowd, the way he lifts the rest of the team. Yeah, Zinchenko nicked it for me on, on Sunday, yesterday. Phone.
0: Brilliant. Uh, likewise, I, Zinchenko for me, because he lived every moment with that game like I did, although he probably was more conscious of what was happening than I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, you have been watching <laughs> Guns and Yellow, an Arsenal podcast wait. by Arsenal fans. Wait, uh. wait.
1: Listen, there's an important stat, right, that I've got to say. In nineteen ninety-eight, when we went on to win the league, right? We beat Man United 3-2 at home that season. When we beat for it, Man United 3-2, there's normally a good ending to the season. Here we go. We're right in it. I'm not can't say it yet. I'm that close to saying it, but we are right in it. It's ours to lose. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling. What a (laughs) feeling.
0: If you like what we do, click on the subscribe and like. Uh, there are 21 of you at the moment on YouTube and for on. Oh, i
1: more. Subscribe. Right. I love you. I made I yesterday. wish was
3: As I walk these streets alone Through this borough I call home Upon the barren fields of ivory Neath the stadiums of stone Through the turnstiles at the angel See the homeless on the green From the Cali to the cross And every shit chito in between Past the church, the mosque, the crack den And the offie on the corner See the brasses from the brothel That pretends to be a sauna Watch the bedlam in the bookies See the winners and the losers Seeking solidarity from their sorrow In the local battle cruisers Through the madness in the market Weathered faces turn to greet ya Hello governor, as your mother? You right son, be lucky geezer Double pie, a mash and liquor A couple rosy leop chap Or watch retired gangsters bicker Every day and half his calf The little fuckers causing trouble For the causes make you smile You meet your muckers for a couple Forget your troubles for a while From the full nil to the Hemi. All the faces are the same. Cause the manner might be changing, but the people still remain. Love London forever. Whatever.
0: Now you're going to believe us, and now you're going to believe us, and now you're going to believe us. We're We're going to
1: believe. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans.
3: Follow us on Facebook
0: at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to
1: rate and review us too.